Hi, and welcome to the Domestic CEO Podcast. I'm Amanda Thomas. I don't know if you've noticed this, but there is a major generational gap in our kitchens. Now, the gap I'm referring to is not with our cooking styles or how often we cook, although those could arguably be different from generations before us as well. The gap I'm talking about is how we organize our recipes. Growing up, I remember seeing card boxes full of recipes that had been passed down from older family members to my mom. And the only cookbook she had was Better Homes and Gardens' new cookbook because it had every single recipe a Midwest American family of the 1980s would need. While many of us Gen X and Gen Yers also have recipe books and a few recipe cards, we have a much different style of organizing our recipes, electronically. Today, I'm going to give you a few tips on how to organize recipes, both electronically as well as on paper. Pick a method or methods that work for you, and soon you'll have an organized system to plan your meals each week. There's no right or wrong way to do this, as long as you know where to find the recipes you need when you need them. First, though, this podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash CEO. Now, back to the tips. Option number one is to organize recipes online. Since we are in the 21st century, we'll start with the most technologically advanced method of organizing recipes. In terms of organizing your recipes electronically, I would recommend the big cooking websites as a place to start. My favorites are allrecipes.com and food.com. Both of these websites give you the ability to create profiles, upload recipes, and search through recipes that other users have shared. You can also search by ingredients, ratings, see tips and modifications other home chefs have written in reviews, and print out recipes, if you want to keep one foot in the pre-electronic age. If you want to rely heavily on your mobile devices, All Recipes has an app that I am in love with. It's called The Dinner Spinner. It's like a game and a digital recipe book combined. Once you find a recipe that you want to keep, simply add it to your favorites, and you'll have it at your fingertips the next time you need it. I uploaded my super easy and delicious recipes for salsa verde pork and for crockpot chicken. And now something a little bit less technological. Option number two is to organize your recipes in a binder. If you like your recipes a bit more old school, the next few tips are for you because they involve actual paper. Now, if you're like me, you subscribe to a number of magazines that have recipes in them every month. Instead of keeping the entire magazine, simply cut out the recipe you want to use and three-hole punch it to go into a binder. A good recipe binder should have page divider tabs to keep your recipes categorized by the main ingredient. Common tabs would be poultry, beef and lamb, pork, vegetarian, soups, side dishes, breakfasts, and desserts. Whenever you find a new recipe, immediately file it into your recipe binder. The great thing about a recipe binder is that it's always full of recipes you like or that you want to try. Since there's no use holding onto a recipe you don't like, as soon as you discover that you or your family aren't too keen on a recipe, immediately remove it and toss it in the trash. Option number three is to organize recipes into books. I'm a sucker for big, colorful recipe books. There's just something about holding a recipe book in my hands and looking at the pictures of the perfect plates of food that inspires me. The problem with recipe books is that most of them only have a handful of recipes I actually want to make. If you insist on having recipe books in your home, invest in sticky tabs that you can use to mark your favorite recipes in each book. You can write on the tab to help you more easily find the recipe that you want when you want it. 
or if you find that there are only 10 recipes out of 200 that you actually use, consider photocopying the recipes you enjoy, filing them into your recipe binder, and then passing the cookbook on to a friend, a secondhand bookstore, or donating it to a nonprofit. Someone out there may like 150 of the 200 recipes, so let them enjoy exploring the recipe book while you enjoy the recipes you actually like to eat. Holding on to just your favorites will save you storage space, as well as time when you need to find something for dinner. Option number four is organize recipes on cards. Now this tip is the most sentimental. Most of us have recipe cards or other small scraps of paper with scribbled down instructions for our favorite dishes. The challenge with this method is that the scraps of paper and small cards can easily get lost. If you get anxious at the thought of throwing away a recipe that was written by your great-grandmother, consider taking a picture of the recipe and printing it out on a sheet of paper in your recipe binder. Then, tuck the card or scraps of paper safely away in a memory box for safekeeping. This way you can still get the warm, fuzzy feeling when you use the recipe, but you don't chance spilling oil or other ingredients on the actual card. If your recipes aren't sentimental, but you simply prefer to use recipe cards, make sure that your recipe card box is set up similarly to the recipe binder. Use separator tabs to mark the different categories of your recipes, and toss any that you find yourself always skipping over because you don't really like how it tastes. These are just a few suggestions on how to organize recipes that I use in my own home. What methods do you use for organizing your recipes? I'd love to hear them. Share them on my Facebook wall or tweet me at the domestic CEO. Thanks again to our advertiser, audible.com. I was scrolling through audible.com this week and saw that My Story by Elizabeth Smart is available in audiobook. You're probably familiar with her story, but if you aren't, Elizabeth was abducted out of her bed at age 14. The man who took her kept her chained for nine months, all the time subjecting her to horrible treatment until she was able to escape. My story is Elizabeth's story, from her point of view and in her voice. If you'd like to listen to my story, Audible is offering a free trial and a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. Quick and Dirty Tips listeners can choose my story or one of the other 150,000 titles available at Audible, including many New York Times bestsellers, for a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash CEO. That's audiblepodcast.com slash CEO. Until next time, I'm the Domestic CEO, helping you love your home. <laughs>